The following podcast contains true stories of sex, kink, gender, or body image. Thanks for being a consenting adult, because here we go. All of my life, I've never fit, but I won't complain and I won't quit. I am enormous, get used to it. Everyone tells me I'm too much, maybe it's just you're not enough for me. I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie De La Tour, and this week we have a story from body favorite Soren Berg. How's your week going? Well, you remember last week's ramble where I told you about how I spent the entire weekend at my friend Kate's memorial? Kate had died unexpectedly at the age of 34, and I went to her celebration of life on Friday night was invited to her very small friends and family funeral on Sunday, and then her wake on Sunday afternoon. Well, a couple of days ago, I got a text, and it turns out that a lot of people were coming up positive for COVID after all the ceremonies. I gave it a little while to incubate per the advice that I got, and I went and got a COVID test. And it was a pretty scary couple of days because I was in a group of people who had been to all the events who kept saying, y'all, we're all vaccinated. I know that, but you do not want this. This shit is nasty. Even vaccinated, they were having really serious symptoms. I'm happy to say that my test came back negative. And I really want to encourage you to wear a mask every single place you can, even outdoors. I know it sounds crazy, but I think that made a big difference. I guess this is the new normal, huh? I guess we're going to be wearing a mask everywhere. I guess we're going to get booster shots. I hid away from the world for a very long time to ensure that I stayed safe and 2021 has made me realize I can't continue to do that. I have to see my friends. I have to go to events that will never be repeated, like my friend Kate's funeral. I was not going to walk away from the opportunity to say goodbye. I needed that. And I needed to acknowledge her importance in my life. Everything's a risk. And if, like me, you're a pervert... Perverts pretty much acknowledge that sex with any person is a risk, and you do your very best to stay safe, but it's not always possible. It's not always 100%. I'm treating it the same way I treated safe sex for so many years. So same thing applies. Keep yourself safe, and I hope that all your test results come back negative too. Want to feel the excitement of romance with new people again? Dipsy has some incredible news stories for you. Right now, I'm loving stories like 
deep tissue and swipe right and Libra season because who doesn't fantasize about hot moments with strangers? Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. They feature believable characters and stories that transport you to a better place. And Dipsy releases new stories every week, so there's always more to explore no matter what or who turns you on. Plus, Dipsy also has wellness sessions and bedtime soundscapes that help you relax before you drift off to sleep. And best of all, Dipsy offers you unlimited access to their library of hundreds of short, sexy stories. I know you love stories because you're a listener of this podcast. Well, they know it too. So right now, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash D-I-X-I-E. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash Dixie. Savor some new sexy stories. Test drive dating again. Well, mentally anyway. And put some stories in your ears. Head over to dipsystories.com right now and tell them I sent you by using the promo code Dixie. Well, I think it's time for a story. You may remember that I included a voice memo a couple of weeks ago from a listener, Chris, who had said their favorite episode was from Soren Berg. And I get it. Soren is a fantastic storyteller. So I alluded to the fact that I'd been digging through the archives and I thought I had a Soren story that you haven't heard yet. Here's Soren's bio. Part adventurous outdoorsman, part board game nerd, Soren is thrilled to make Seattle his home. Isn't it funny how some people give you a bio that's three pages long and some people give you a line? But I guess Soren saves all the good stuff for the stage. And I think you'll agree with me. He pulled it off again this time. This storyteller is Soren Berg. So it's 2 a.m. and I'm biking in the cold desert night and the wind is whipping in my face and blowing so much dust I can barely see the lights of Burning Man all around me. But I somehow find my destination. It's a dome with a faded electrical symbol stenciled into it and wafting out from inside are these cries of pleasure and of pain. And I wonder if I know what I've gotten myself into. This all started a couple years ago when I joined a Burning Man camp called Shots for Shocks, where we zap people with a cattle prod and then serve them at our bar. (laughs) And uh, I was a little bit skeptical at first, but it turned out to be tons of fun. And the cattle prod was great. Uh, It's a real kick in the pants, but it's a good honest pain. And, you know, it's, it's one second, then you're done. You can just relax and enjoy the endorphins. But I didn't think of myself as being into electrical play as a kink, uh, particularly these, these devices called violet wands. Oh, you guys are familiar, I see. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they're zappy and stingy and sparky and, oh, I don't know. I don't know about those. They hurt you, like, more than the other person because it's right in your fingertips. <laughs> But I was going to Burning Man with a new partner, 
uh, named Daisy, and she's sort of like a sexy Amy Schumer with a burgundy hair and this like sly cat-like smile, and she was kind of into this stuff, and I wanted to, to do that with her and try it out and give it a chance, uh, you know, if an opportunity came. Well, that opportunity walked into our camp on Wednesday. <laughs> he was tall, broad-shouldered, long brown hair, beard, big muscles. He looked like a Burning Man version of Chris Hadsworth from Thor. <laughs> and half of our camp was immediately crushing on this guy. He introduced himself as Captain Pump, but uh, we noticed that every time that he would flirt back with someone, that person would need to sit down or else risk just um, fainting, I guess, on the floor. <laughs> and so we said, dude, your name has to be Captain Weak Knees because you make everyone's knees go weak. <laughs> and he laughed and he said, oh, so uh, you guys want to see some of the kink gear I brought? <laughs> And obviously. <laughs> so the first thing he pulls out of his bag is this massive chain. And it looks more appropriate for towing a pickup than as a sex toy. But I guess being intimidating is half the point. So Daisy immediately volunteers. And he lays it over her so she can feel how heavy it is. And then he bunches it up and he's he's beating her with it, and she staggers with each hit. And then he takes out a violet wand, and he electrifies it, and he's running it over her body. And she is really enjoying this. And I am really enjoying watching her get so horny she can barely stand. So, <laughs> about that time, Captain Weakney's partner shows up. Her name is Becca, and she is like this long-haired beauty who looks like she went to Burning Man straight from the Olympic Games. Very, very athletic. And uh, he says, watch this. And he pulls out of a sheath a big hand-forged knife. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> this just got real. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what's going to happen, but I'm just rapt attention and he puts the knife on one side of her bare midriff just barely touching and he takes the violet wand with his other hand and he looks in her eyes and he says babe this is a knife you cannot move and as he turns the power up she starts moaning and starts writhing a little bit and then it, as it gets stronger she you know starts twisting and she's trying to pull away from this pain but not push into the blade and all the tension is just running through her body and it's sexy as fucking hell. <laughs> and I'm not the only one who thinks so because I, I hear a little moan to my right and I look over, I see my friend Mia who looks like a, a punk rock Lucy Liu and she, her legs are shaking. And as I watch, a line of squirt runs down her inner thigh <laughs> And I realized she's just had an orgasm standing there watching this. That's how sexy it is. So after we calm down a bit, uh, Captain Weakney says, hey, it's Becca's birthday tomorrow, and we are having an orgy at 2 AM in the Electrodome. Do you guys want to come? I don't know about you, but this is the type of question I immediately say yes to. <laughs> I don't bother to ask any questions. Questions like, 
what exactly is an electrodome and what happens there. <laughs> I just get the address. <laughs> So I show up at 2 a.m. and I'm thinking, okay, you know, it's okay. There's just going to be a bunch of people with violet wands and I'm not thrilled about that. But, you know, Daisy is with me. She's really into this and I, wanna, I want this to be good for her. She's really excited and I want to try it too and this is going to be great. So I, I grab the canvas of, of the dome entrance and I step inside and there is a massive fucking Tesla coil in the middle of this dome. It's like, 12 feet tall and it's unshielded so the entire dome we're basically inside it the entire dome is electrified and I'm wearing insulated boots but I don't know what's going to happen if I touch anything so I take a breath and I decide to get the lay of the land I, I, I look around there's some air mattresses there's a bench with coats on it and there's all these like neon tubes and plasma balls that are just lit up from the ambient electricity in the air and I find one of the hosts and he explains how this probably multi-thousand dollar sex toy works <laughs> and he says if, if you're insulated and someone else is grounded and they're further away from the coil than you well then this electrical field is going to see a nice conductive pathway to the ground and it's going to say, don't mind if I do. <laughs> so I, I'm like, okay, so basically you just touch people and you shock them <laughs> anywhere you are. <laughs> I look around. Uh, I see some people that are doing different things. They're like making chains and splitting up the electricity in different ways. And I'm like, okay, okay, this is like science right? <laughs> there's like resistances and there's potentials. I, I can do science. <laughs> and there's also some, some sexy things going on. There's a, I see Captain Weakness and he's running his hand over Becca's bare chest and someone else is holding her arms from behind and grounding her. And it's pretty hot. So, okay, so I can do this. Uh, so emboldened, I, I start to play with Daisy, and we start far out on the edge. And it's just a buzz as I run my hands all over her. But soon we, we get a little closer, and it gets stronger as my hands move over up her back. She arches and over her nipples, and she gasps. And her breathing is start starting to get heavier. And we move even closer. And it's starting to get really strong now. So I'm concentrating on her belly and her thighs and her arms. And Captain Weakney says, you know, all these metal toys here, they really change the sensation. And depending on how you hold them, they can uh, make it a little less intense for you. And I was like, ah, <laughs> OK. So we get even closer. <laughs> and now it's getting really intense. And Daisy is getting very worked up and very desperate. And I'm just continuing to tease her. And we're so close, I realize the position of my body affects how we interact with this field. And I realize that I can raise my arm up behind me and reach out towards the coil like I'm calling down the lightning. <laughs> And I see her eyes widen in fear because she knows what that means. 
but I know her fear is linked to her arousal. And the, and the more afraid she gets, the more horny she gets. And I snake out my hand as quick as I can. I grab the back of her neck. And now we're connected. The electricity is flowing through us, but as long as we stay touching, it can't hurt us. So she like leans into me and we kiss and then I sort of half carry, half drag her over to a, an air mattress and we start tearing off clothing. She's beyond ready by this point so there's not a lot of foreplay and there's fingering going on but this uh, air mattress is kind of busy, you know, there's a lot of people on it and it's hard not to touch anyone. And every time someone joins, they ground the whole group from the insulated air mattress, and we all get sort of, woo. And <laughs> but that's not going to stop us anymore. Uh, I fumble for a condom, and I start pounding away, and she is so worked up that she just comes like a rocket. And I am not far behind, just yelling my orgasm to the desert night. And we take a breath and we lay back and the, as the party rages on around us and I take one bare foot and I drape it over the side and I, give, I touch the dusty ground and I give her a little zap and she laughs and I laugh too and that is the story of how I got into electrical play. Thank you. <laughs>
other boys be catching feelings Once you see her face, her eyes you'll remember And she'll have you falling harder than a Sunday in September Whether in Savannah, Kansas, or in Atlanta She'll walk in any room, have you raising up your antennas She can fly you straight to the moon or to the ghettos Wearing tiny shoes or in flats or in stilettos Illuminating all that she touches on the sparrow A modern-day drone of her off, Camille Farrow Classy, sassy, put you in a razzle-dazzle Her magnetic energy will have you coming home like Lassie Singing, ooh, shock it, break it Electro, Sabista, Funky, Lady We the kind of girls who ain't afraid to get down Electric ladies don't scream out loud Electric That song was Electric Lady by Janelle Monet. Bonnie has been called the most inclusive, sex positive, and compassionately minded storytelling show out there. And while most platforms censor our content, I've only found one place that empowers me to bring you these life-affirming stories. And that place is Patreon. On Patreon, creators are powered by their fans. Patreon is a membership model, and that means I can get to know my community, bounce ideas off them, ask for their sage advice, and involve them in my journey. And they can help me meet the financial costs of podcast producers, tech staff, live stream producers, and more. But I'll be honest with you, Patreon support started declining a few months ago, in part because people believed we were on the other side of the pandemic. Well, we're not there yet. So go to patreon.com slash body and become a member now. You'll not only have my eternal gratitude, you'll get rewards like free live stream tickets, ad-free podcast episodes, storytelling tips and tricks. Did you know we're having a storytelling open mic soon? And more. Stories change lives. And our next story might just change yours. 
Help me continue to make the world a kinder, more compassionate place. Join the body community on Patreon by becoming a member today. And thanks in advance for your support. Well, that's our time for this week. But before I go, I want to say thank you to the team that make this podcast possible. Thank you to David Grossoff, Joe Moore, Mosa Maxwell-Smith, Donald Mooney, and podcast producer, Marty Garcia. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour. This has been episode 194 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>